Right, so hi and welcome to our second interview. Uh, today, Sean from Tool House is going to be talking to us about setting boundaries. Sean has 31 years in Montessori, 14 of those as a head of school, so she's got a bucket load of experience in helping children and parents. She's also a positive discipline trainer and has a master's degree in transformational leadership and coaching. So I really look forward to this conversation. Yeah, well, it was so fun to be able to connect with you over Facebook. That's one of the nice things that's happened since the whole, you know, shutdown is we've made, we've figured out ways to, you know, continue to do our work, our great work in supporting schools and parents and also getting to know each other. So this has been great and so nice to have a friend like you across you know, across the continent, all, all the way in Africa. Um, and then, you know, last time we spoke, you talked about peacemaking, which um, we're both Montessorian. So that's, you know, really um, important in our work. Um, yeah. In terms of, you know, supporting Maria Montessori's vision and goal of really... Very, very definitely. I think that's yeah. one of the things I like about Montessori people is that no matter where they are in the world, you have basic principles that you can always fall back on so you always have something to talk about and everyone has you know their own experiences that they bring to the table and it makes for such a rich discussion it's really really awesome yes i agree i agree so um today um i wanted to talk a little bit i just kind of like pick a little nugget um and you know as as you were saying laura so I have Montessori, positive discipline, and, and also coaching. So I try to pick little nuggets for these um, particular um, tool videos that will, are going to allow somebody to take it, take the information, and start applying it immediately, and hopefully, you know, yeah, help that's them awesome. in, their, in their work. Because you know, parenting is really, really hard. Um, teaching is, you know, very stressful and challenging as well. Although I found, you know, having I, I have three children myself, that um, being my best self and applying these tools consistently is harder for me to do as a parent than it is at school. And I think, you know, there's that emotional abstraction too when you're with yeah. students that are not your own. You it's don't have lot, that same kind of emotional intensity. So, you know, I have a lot of um, compassion and a lot of, um, you know, empathy for parents um, because I've been through it all, you know, as, as you have. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's challenging and it's hard and, and these little tools are tools that you can take, but, and if you don't practice them and apply them, then they sort of go away. So that's my other you know, a little nugget that I like to encourage is that, yes, you take these tools and you start using them and you keep using them, you know, yeah, and then you talk to other really parents important. about using them um, and, you know, how they can positively impact your family. So, you know, setting boundaries and limits, that's huge, right? Like there's so many ways that we can approach that and so many ways that we can talk about that. And so one tool that I wanted to share today specifically that I think is very helpful with that is um, it has to do with being consistent and predictable. Mm -hmm. So when children see us as consistent and predictable and they know how we're gonna show up and they know what they're gonna get from us, it helps them feel safe. 
Yeah. And when they're safe, you know, they tend to test the boundaries and limits a little bit less. So this particular tool is called kind and firm at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a positive discipline tool. It's actually Alfred Adler. You know, it's an Adlerian yeah. concept that Jane Nelson um, borrowed, you know, when she was creating her, you know, positive discipline model. Um, And so what I love about this is it really changed my relationship, not only with my own children, but with people in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So it has to do with acknowledging and affirming people's feelings and making sure that you, you know, acknowledge them, um, accept them, appreciate them, affirm them, and then you still set your boundary and your limit. And if people know that that's the way you're going to interact with them all the time, then it really takes a lot of the guesswork out of, yeah. you know, what they're going to get from you. It's so much um, easier when, when you know what to expect from people. And mm-hmm. I always I always tell my teachers and also the children, you know, you you don't have to be mean when you say no. You're not trying to ruin the other person's day. It's just... Right. This is where you set your boundary and you understand the other person and you feel for them but yeah that's just the way it is yes i totally agree and so i think one of the mistakes that you know we make as adults or some habits maybe that we get into is that if things are going really really well and you know everybody's um behaving for lack of a better way to say it and kind of following suit then we tend to be really kind and we tend to, you know, be a little bit more open and permissive. And um, and then when things are a little more chaotic, we get really, really firm and the kindness goes away. So I think we have a tendency to be either kind or firm, depending upon the situation. And really the magic here is kind and firm at the same time, all of the time, especially with um, young, you know, young children and adolescents. Um, because they're needing consistency, routine, and order. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we can provide that kind of structure, um, and, it, you know, it doesn't have to be, once once you practice it a few times, it becomes, you know, organic so that it doesn't yeah. feel orchestrated or, you know, manipulated. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. So I have a couple of examples here um, that I'm just going to read. Um, off this, you know, paper here because they're perfect examples of um, ways that you can either validate somebody's feelings or show understanding or acknowledge and affirm and then set the boundary. Mm-hmm. And, and I want you to listen for the magic word when I when I read these. Okay, so I can tell you are upset about something, and it is time to be working on your project. I'm available after school if you'd like to talk about why you why you're so upset. I can understand why you would rather be doing something else right now. And it is time for dinner. You don't want to do your homework and I don't want you to fail. Let's talk about a time. Let's let's find time to talk about what it is needed for you to be able to get this done. I know you find it hard to do your chores and to get to bed before midnight. And what was our agreement about when these things would get done? And I know you would prefer to read comic books right now, but it is quiet time. Would you like me to hold on to your comic books or would you like to put them away? I know you want to keep talking to your friends and it is time for math. I will start teaching when you are ready. So some of these are parent um, directed and some of these are teacher directed because I wanted to be able to provide examples for both. 
Um, so did you hear what the magic word was there? Yes. And correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I think it's the word and where most yes. people would use but. Yes. And so the reason why I really like this activity is we often are inclined to maybe affirm and acknowledge and then say but, which takes away the affirmation. Mm. You know, so if I was to say, I can tell you're upset about something, but it's time to get working on your project. Then you're upset means nothing. <laughs> you don't feel affirmed anymore. Um, and so really trying to take that word but out of your vocabulary is huge. And, you know, anything with parenting, I, you know, I know you don't like to take your bath at night. And we did decide that this was a non-negotiable. Would you like to take your bath before dinner or after dinner? And so what that does is acknowledges and affirms and it helps them feel valuable. You know, we're always striving to help children feel capable, valuable, and powerful. Helps them feel valuable. Um, and then you're also bringing them into the pro process of, you know, problem solving uh, for much of it and oftentimes giving them choices. So, um, you know, setting the boundary comes second. So you can either validate their feelings, show understanding, redirect them, follow through on an advanced agreement. So, so you can come up with agreements with your children or your students and then fall back on them. Um, oh, do you remember our agreement? But always using the word and. Oh, also providing choice is really important. Would you mm. like me to hold your comic books for you or would you like to put them away yourself? And that works really um, well with young children. Um, yeah, I know you want to keep playing and it's time for school. Would you like to get dressed now? Or, you know, to, would you like to get dressed before breakfast or after breakfast, something That's like right. that? That's right, yeah. And I think I think the, the thing with the choices is it, it really empowers the children because mm -hmm. they get to feel like they're a part of the process. Obviously, yes. you'd have to be careful to provide choices that are in line with the boundaries you're setting. Right, otherwise the exactly. boundaries use, useless. Yeah. And you brought up a good point because that that whole yes, you're you're empowering them to make the choice themselves, which also helps them feel capable. Mm. And also helps them develop their critical thinking skills. Yeah. Know? So if we're telling telling people what to do all the time, then they don't develop problem solving skills and you know, they also don't make mistakes. And that's the other thing too, is sometimes, you know, when you're talking um, with your children and you come to agreements sometimes you have to worry less about the product and more about the process mm. so allowing sometimes if, if your child or your student really thinks that this is going to work and you can tell it's not manipulation it's really authentic and you're like oh it's not going to work <laughs> you know i don't think that's gonna yeah. work just go ahead and try it anyway you know because they learn so much from the whole process of trying it and failing yeah um and and then going back to the drawing board yeah, so being kind and firm at the same time all the time. So we're not kind or firm. We're, we're kind and firm at the same time all yeah. the time. And it doesn't it feel, it feels warm and, you know, loving and accepting, you know, when I'm yeah, totally. affirming and acknowledging, setting the boundary. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really useful tip for parents and teachers because, you know, so often, um, if, if there's an argument or the children don't listen to what you want them to do, then it becomes a power struggle. Mm -hmm. And it often ends up with, you do this because I said so. 
And I think for the most part, that's down to the reason that parents and teachers sometimes just yes. don't know how else to handle a situation. They don't, they've, nobody's ever shown them that you don't have to struggle with the power difference. You know, if you mm-hmm. show that empathy, like you said, if you affirm the children's views and feelings, and I mean, it works with other adults too. It sure does, yeah. It's so much easier to get to the same level of understanding. And it's all about respect too, mm. right? So when you're engaging in power struggles with them, it invites rebellion or shutdown. Yeah. Um, and that's not, that, that is not um, bringing forth cooperation, you know, and any kind of aligned motivation. It's keeping you polarized and like widening that canyon between you instead of narrowing it. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I always try to think about capable, valuable, and powerful. You know, is my interaction with this person, whether, you know, and definitely it's important for children, um, but yeah. anybody really, is it helping them feel capable, valuable, and powerful? And yeah, I, really, I feel really like those three words capable, mm-hmm. valuable, and powerful. I think that's a good little mantra to keep at the back of your mind. Yeah, it's um, that comes from Stephen Glenn, who um, wrote all, you know, he's a psychologist that wrote books, um, raising self-reliant children in a self-indulgent world. And mm-hmm. he also made videos and, and does a lot of teaching around the whole, well, he's deceased now, but a lot of teaching around the whole concept of capable young people. So really beautiful. Okay. It's such good, great, great fun. Wonderful. Okay, so um, that was it then for today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for doing that. We're going to do it again soon, I'm sure. Definitely. You guys can look forward to the next installment. Bye, everyone. Bye.